Good afternoon. I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today I'm joined by George Davis, Regents Professor Emeritus in Geosciences. George is a structural geologist who can share with us the stories that rocks tell about the history of the Earth's crust, especially right here in Southern Arizona. Thank you for joining us, George. Leslie, it's good to be here. I understand you've been in love with geology from a very early age. What attracted you to work in Southern Arizona? I was offered the position of assistant professor back in 1970, and it was fantastic because I knew I would be coming to a part of the world where the rock exposures would be brilliant, and the weather largely would be conducive to exploring the geology, both through teaching and through research. This big, enigmatic province known as the Basin and Range. So tell us how the Basin and Range area is different from other large mountain ranges. When I arrived here in Tucson, it wasn't at all clear to anyone what really caused the formation of the Basin and Range province and what the specific character and the nature of this extended crustal region was all about. What I did know is that the blocked out ranges and basins would provide me and others with fantastic exposures, you know, from 10,000 feet elevation in our sky islands right down to the desert bottoms. And if you're into tectonic history the way I am as a field geologist, exposure means everything. Think of working in Kansas, for example, not to be disparaging, but you can only see the very top, the soil and the bedrock right beneath. The basin and range stretching completely opened up and revealed what is in the upper part of the crust of the earth. And one has to just simply work in mountains and canyons to explore that. So you're able to look at rocks that are many millions of years old right near or at the surface of the ground here in southern Arizona? Right at the surface of the ground. Within five years, one of my colleagues and I were able to demonstrate that the basin and range extension and stretching was just a part of the process. We managed to discover with colleagues and with grad students a whole hidden mountain belt running from Sonora to southern Washington that was marked by extreme extension. We could call it hyper-stretching of the Earth's crust. And it extended the region by 100%, 100%. And what's difficult to appreciate or to envision is that that extensional process that took place revealed rocks at an extremely deep level that were brought to the surface, that is from 10 or 15 kilometers. It's like, imagine placing a card deck on a table with the face of the card of the deck up so you might see a queen of hearts on the surface. You can't see what's beneath that queen of hearts at all. But if you take your hand and shear that deck across the card table, you will expose successive parts of that deck and maybe even, who knows, the ace of spades at the bottom that otherwise you would never see. So the hyperextension actually create, it created exposures within southern Arizona, such as in Saguaro National Park, where we can see what was going on at depths of 10 or 15 kilometers 20 million years ago. So tell us how the sky islands come to be such islands. These sky islands, like the Catalinas and Rincons, and we speak of them as an archipelago of sky islands. I love that expression. It's tectonic in nature in the sense that we need to think 
not only about a given mountain or a given island, we need to think of a system of mountains, an archipelago of islands. So it's the entire archipelago that's fascinating. And we thought back in 1970 or 75 that mountains these sky islands were raised, you know, raised up from the desert floor, so to speak. But we've come to understand that if we go back 30 million years ago, if we were here, Leslie, 30 million years ago, we would be at, say, 14 or 15,000 feet elevation, and we would actually maybe standing by rivers that were flowing to southern Utah at that time. This was a highland a huge highland. And then when the hyper stretching took place and the basin and range stretching took place, it turns out that the high plateau managed in places to stay high and everything else dropped down. It's like pressing down every other white key in the piano keyboard and ending up with this blocked out arrangement of what had been a high plateau. Is this process finished or is it continuing? Here in Southern Arizona, it's basically finished. That is, there may be an earthquake from time to time. The real action of the stretching in Western North America is off to the west in Owens Valley and Death Valley in some of these places. Listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert. <laughs>